Welcome to The Deeper You Go, The Weirder It Gets. I'm your host, Garrett Rennan. So I want to start off by asking a few questions, like, why do we dream? What is a dream? Are dreams just a product of our mind processing and consolidating random memories and emotions, or could something else be going on? I mean, are dreams just random, or is it possible to receive valuable information and learn lessons through our dreams? You know, to be honest, I don't know. I don't have the answer to those questions, but I'm definitely fascinated about dreams and the dream world, and I'm curious to learn much more about them. And well, this episode is about a medicine dream that I had very recently. So before we start, I want to say that I was recently a guest on the Right Off Track podcast. It was a fun conversation and we talked about my journey with plant medicines and how establishing a deeper connection with nature is the key to improving your health and wellness. And if you like this podcast, you will definitely like that episode. So give it a listen. The link for that episode is in the show notes. And as always, I encourage you to reach out with any questions you may have about my journey And if you would like to support the show and to support my year-long journey, one of the easiest ways is to get you some podcast gear. I have stickers, hats, mugs, t-shirts, and hoodies. The link for the gear is in the show notes. Also, I have fermented herbal tonics and pine pollen tinctures available. Please email for more details. And the pine pollen tinctures have been flying off the shelves, and for good reason. This is because testosterone in both men and women is at an all-time low, thanks to pesticides, microplastics, tap water, a sedentary lifestyle, and even wacky modern ideology. And the result is that most people are overweight, unfocused, depressed, have minimal muscle mass, and almost zero sex drive. Not to mention, the low testosterone is a major factor in why the masculine and feminine energies in our society are so out of whack and lacking harmony. So if you want to save yourself, save your relationship, and possibly even save the world, get you some pine pollen. My pine pollen is made with the best ingredients possible. Raw, uncracked pine pollen, harvested in the pristine Canadian wilderness, and organic cane alcohol. It doesn't get any cleaner than that. Lastly, at the very least, if you enjoy this podcast, please like, share, subscribe, and leave a review, specifically if you're listening to this on the Apple Podcast app. It is a simple gesture that really helps me out. All right, so let's get into it. So before I get into the details of the dream, I need to provide some context. See, over the last couple months, I have really been working on my dreams. This is because when doing a plant sama, the dream world is a place where you can receive lots of information and teaching from your plant. At least that's what they say. However, despite receiving a lot of downloads and insights from Ayauma over the last nine months, we really haven't connected in the dream world, at least nothing of significance. Because of this, I feel like I've been missing out on a big part of the process. So in order to fix this, over the last two months, I have been making an effort to sing to the world of my dreams. See, while singing, the first thing I do is open up my dream world. Once this world is open up, I then begin to clean this world by removing any negative energies and negative thought patterns that reside in this world. After it's clean, I then center and harmonize the energies. I then begin to install the spirit of Ayauma and all of its medicine into this world. 
Finally, I protect my dreams by creating an energetic force field around this world, which prevents any negative energies from getting back in. After doing this for the last two months, I'm excited to say that it has been working. See, for the last several years, my dreams have been subpar at best. Most of the time, I don't even feel like I dream, or if I do, I'm not able to remember anything about my dreams, and the dreams I do remember are very repetitive and uneventful. I call them anxiety dreams. They are the type of dreams where I can't seem to get anything done, or I forgot to do something very important. For example, I have a recurring dream that I'm back in high school, playing soccer. We have a big game. I'm in the locker room before the game, and I can't seem to get dressed fast enough. The game is starting in just a few minutes and I can't find my cleats, I forgot my shorts, I haven't warmed up, the rest of the team members are already on the field and no matter what I do I can't seem to get my shit together. Another dream that I have all the time is that I'm back in college waiting tables. The restaurant is packed and I'm really busy. I then notice one of my tables giving me side eye and at that moment I suddenly realize that it's been well over 30 minutes and I forgot to put in their order. Just like the soccer dream, this dream just stresses me out. Other than maybe needing to reduce stress in my life, I'm not sure what the point of these dreams are and why I have them all the time. And as you can probably imagine, these dreams are very annoying and monotonous. However, for the last two months since working on my dreams, I have found that my dreams have literally been opening up and changing. I'm now dreaming about many different things, albeit they have been really random and really weird and nothing of significance, but at least they have been different. At least things are changing and at least they are no longer stressful. Also, my dreams are now much more vivid and much more memorable. So while I'm happy with the progress I'm making, I still haven't had a medicine dream yet. Well, at least not until very recently. So... A few weeks ago, while studying Shipibo, I came across the idea of spirit animals. Now, the Shipibo do use spirit animals. However, they don't seem to be as prominent in their culture as they are in other shamanic cultures. The Shipibo are more about plant spirits than they are about animals, but they still connect with and use spirit animals. So as, so as I was learning about some of the animals that are popular with the Shipibo, I came across the Weasoino, which means black panther or black jaguar. See, the jaguar is steeped in the culture of the Shipibo. So is the snake, turtle, and hummingbird. Upon learning about these animals, it was the Weasoino, the jaguar, that drew my attention for a couple reasons. One big cats are cool, right? They are the ultimate predator. They are smart, strong, stealthy, fierce, and absolutely gorgeous. And two, there seems to be a connection between the jaguar and Iauma. See, the Shipibo name for Iauma is Inoshantan, which translates to spots on the jaguar. I believe this is because of the large cannibal-sized seeds that grow on the trunk of the tree. Or maybe it's because the energy of Iauma is very jaguar-like. This is because Iauma has a dark, stealthy, powerful nature to it, just like the jaguar. See, I've always described Iauma as a dark superhero. Now, 
I'm not a huge comic book fan, but I am familiar with a lot of the more popular superheroes, and I love the superhero archetype. In fact, I talk about the hero's journey all the time, and superheroes represent heroes or warriors who have reached their highest potential. While superheroes may seem a little childish, I would argue that they do serve a purpose in our culture. One could even argue that superheroes are the modern equivalent to the gods of the past. Right? The Greeks and Romans had their gods, and today we have our superheroes. And just like the gods of the past, I have noticed that not all superheroes are the same. They are, they are not all good or perfect. They all have different personalities, different motivations, different perspectives, different abilities, different weaknesses, and they all fall somewhere different on a spectrum of light and dark or good and bad. For example, let's take the two most popular superheroes of today, Superman and Batman. Superman is a representation of all things good. He falls at the extreme end of good on the spectrum of light and dark. He's essentially the perfect superhero, a Christ-like figure, if you will. He's the ultimate good guy, and when it comes to our ancestors, he can be thought of as the modern-day equivalent to Zeus, as he is the most popular, as he is the most powerful of all the superheroes. Batman, on the other hand, is the exact opposite of Superman. He can be thought of as the modern-day equivalent to Hades, who is the dark brother of Zeus and just so happens to be the king or ruler of the underworld. Batman, while still considered to be a good guy, is way more of a dark figure compared to Superman. In fact, one of his nicknames is the Dark Knight. See, Batman is a vigilante who rides the fine line between hero and criminal, between good and evil. Whereas Superman operates in the day out in the open, Batman operates at night in the shadows using fear and surprise as his main tactic. I bring this up because if Ayuma was a superhero, it would be much closer to that of a Batman or Hades type character than Superman. Ayuma is definitely the dark knight of the plant world, which is cool because I like the grittiness and hardcore nature of darker superheroes much more than the goody two-shoes types because the world isn't as simple as good and evil or black and white. Most of life happens in the gray area where the definition of good and bad depends on perspective and the situation. And let's be honest, perfect superheroes are kind of boring, which is why Superman movies never really do as well at the box office as Superman movies because, or as, which is why Superman movies never really do as well at the box office as Batman movies, despite Superman being the most popular superhero of all time. This is because dark superheroes are much more relatable. They represent our own dark nature. They represent our own struggles of morality, and they represent the archetype we need to embody so that we can venture down into our own underworld and do shadow work. This makes me think of Carl Jung when he said, no tree can grow to heaven unless its roots reach down to hell. This means that in order to become fully developed, in order to reach our full potential, we must embrace and understand both the light and the darkness that resides within us. And this highlights a universal truth about heroism, which is, if you want to fight evil, being merely a good person is not enough. 
A true hero is someone who understands evil, who is capable of violence, who is strong, ruthless, and cunning, but only uses these traits when necessary and with good intention. This is why it this is why it'll always be better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. So bringing it back to Greek mythology, the world at that time was said to have been divided into three realms, each realm ruled by a particular god. Zeus was given the sky, Hades the underworld, and Poseidon the sea. While Zeus may have been considered the most powerful of all the gods, the truth was he only ruled in the upper world. He never ventured down into the underworld or the water world. Remember, as above, so below. This means if you want to venture into your own underworld, you better make friends with Hades. You better become a dark knight. And this same comparison could be made for the Black Panther or Weasoino. See, the Jaguar is a predator that operates at night in the darkness, using surprise and stealthiness as its main ally. Because of this, I feel like the Weasoino is the perfect complement. It's the animal equivalent to Ayauma, to Batman, to Hades. So after learning about the Weasoino, I decided that if I were able to choose a spirit animal, I would choose the black jaguar. Not sure if that's how it works or not. In other words, I don't know if you pick your spirit animal or your spirit animal chooses you. But either way, I'm rolling with the Weasoino as my spirit animal until I'm told otherwise. So the next night after learning about the Weasoino, while working on my dreams, I decided to call it in. I opened up the spirit of the Jaguar and installed it into my dreams. And to be honest, I wasn't expecting much, but then the very next night, I had the dream. So, let's talk about the dream. So first, I must say that this dream was super vivid. It was one of the realest dreams I've ever had. And so in this dream, I was on a patio with my dad. And in order to visualize this patio, think of a square-shaped house with an outdoor patio right in the middle of that house. In other words, the patio was completely surrounded by the house while I was on a patio just like that. And if you were looking at the patio from above, my dad and I were in the lower right-hand corner grilling food. As we were hanging out doing our thing, at one point I looked up towards the doorway that led into the patio. This was located in the upper left-hand corner of the patio. So as I looked towards the door, I saw a massive mountain lion step through and walk out onto the patio. Now this freaked me out for a couple reasons. One, the obvious reason being that it is a mountain lion, right? A wild, powerful cat, one of the most efficient predators on the planet, standing 20 feet away from me. Not to mention, how did it get there, right? In order to get into that patio at some it had to have somehow found its way into the house first. So seeing a mountain lion in this scenario was the last thing I expected to see. The other reason it freaked me out is because we were trapped. Being that the patio is in the middle of the house, there was nowhere to run, especially since he was standing right in front of the only exit. So when I saw that mountain lion step through the door, I started yelling, there's a mountain lion, there's a mountain lion. So as soon as I said that, the mountain lion looked me straight in the eyes and started running towards me. It was obvious that he was there looking for me. So I'm freaking out and my dad jumps in front of me to try to protect me from the lion. 
the lion couldn't care less about my dad and ran right around him towards me. As I was trying to hide behind my dad, the lion goes right up to my right side, puts his mouth, fangs and all, right on my rib cage. Now, he didn't bite hard enough to break the skin, but it was hard enough that I could feel pressure from his teeth, and it was hard enough to let me know that at any moment he could kill me if he wanted. So as this was going on, I'm starting to feel completely helpless and trying to make peace with dying because it feels like at any moment he's going to bite down and rip me wide open. Then, just when I think he's going to do the deed, he disappears. As soon as he disappears, I'm experiencing both shock and awe. I can't believe what had just happened, and I'm replaying that scenario in my head. I tell my dad if that were to happen again, I would just jump up on the roof. My dad laughed and said, well, that's a good idea, except that's impossible. I told him I could do that, and, I, and to prove it, I jumped straight up and landed on the roof. When I got up there, I was proud of myself for having done the impossible and started to look down at the patio to see my dad's reaction. While looking down, I noticed that he was no longer there. Then I looked to my right, and laying on the roof next to me was a black jaguar. For some reason, seeing this large, intimidating cat didn't frighten me. I had this feeling of calm and that this cat was friendly. As I was looking at him, he started morphing into other types of large cats until finally he turned into a white cat with gray markings. It kind of looked like a snow leopard with bright glowing blue eyes and a blue aura around him. It was absolutely beautiful and magical. Then sadly, the dream came to an end. Now, as I think back to that dream, I'm in awe of what happened. Like I said, I had been working on opening my dreams up for the last couple months. And the night before that dream, I called in the weaselino while singing and put it into my dreams. Then the very next night, I had a dream where several large cats showed up. The sense I got was that all the cats in the dream had the same energy, meaning that the mountain lion that ran up to me and all the cats on the roof had weaselino energy. And the mountain lion, him biting me like he did, showed me that this was a powerful energy that I had called in. Powerful enough to kill me if it had wanted to. It bit me in such a way as to demand respect, but it didn't kill me or even try. It just wanted to let me know that it could. Then the cats on the roof represented other various forms the weasel, you know, could take in the spirit realm or dream world. Also, I've heard from a friend who has studied some Native American dream interpretation and said that if an animal bites you in your dream, it is giving you power and medicine. Not sure if that's true or not, but definitely cool if it is. So, you know, I'm not sure of what any of this means, but I'm going to continue to work with the Weasel I'm going to continue to call it in with my songs, use it for energetic protection, and continue to install it in my dreams and see what happens. Hopefully I get some answers soon. See you on the other side.